This is the Plan C Podcast. Coming at you with an episode. Uh, this will be out Tuesday, probably around 6 o'clock Eastern. Hope everyone's doing well. Today on this lovely, lovely episode, have another football recap coming at you. Uh, joined by uh, AJ. He uh, We used to work together. Very knowledgeable football guy. Great to chop it up with him. Appreciate you, AJ, for pulling up. Uh, as always, if you're not already, make sure you are liking, subscribing, whether that's, you know, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, you know, YouTube. YouTube comments really help us. Um, Instagram, Twitter, you know, anything to really grow the brand. Um, you know, we took a little hiatus there just because things got a little busy, um, you know, and then the holidays and, you know, life just kind of happens. Then I got strep throat and, you know, these things just happen. Anyway, got a great episode for y'all. Make sure you stay for the entire thing. And you know what? Whoever reviews the podcast on apple podcasts and you can verify that it was you who did it um little surprise for y'all so hit us up whether it's uh, one of our hosts or on one of our instagram uh yeah hit us up anyway enjoy the episode peace and we're back joining me for this delovely delovely nfl recap aj my good man um how are you doing today aj doing good i don't know if i've ever heard the lovely before but i'm doing good man i i got it from american dad shout out roger the alien there you go doing all right man doing all right today glad to hear it so let's get right into it you know our last nfl uh sort of blanket pod we started off with MVP, and I think that's a really good place to start off here. So, right now, let me get three MVPs from you. Who you got? All right. <clears throat> I think I only need one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you my other ones. I think you probably know what I'm going to say. I think Jonathan Taylor's got to be, in my opinion, should be, theoretically, ideologically, should be the front runner for MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know very well why he probably won't get it but I, I think that he's just playing so damn well right now. Mm-hmm. Ridiculously well. I think that guy deserves all the awards at the end of the year. Uh, but then again, I'll give you my realistic pick. I think Tom Brady is going to somehow pull it off. That piece of shit is going to win another one. Just it's quarterback. It's a quarterback trophy. It's a quarterback award. Yep. He's putting up way better stats than anybody. Your team is finally like looking okay again. Again, moderately healthy. Um, and I, I think I mentioned this before. I still think Matt Stafford, despite his November slump, I really think Matt Stafford should be in the conversation for Word. some of the similar reasons I just said. It's a quarterback award. I think those are probably my, my top three leaders right now. I wish I could throw a defender in there, but I know it's just never going to happen. Yeah, I, I, you know, I completely agree. Um, <clears throat> Brady and Jonathan Taylor right now are sort of, I don't know if they're ahead of the pack, but they're certainly getting shit done for their teams, and I it, it just they sort of seem head and shoulders above the others at their positions. Um, you know, I I really would love to throw Lamar in here, but after this, you know, he's he's now had three games this season where he's kind of just taking a shit, 
Um, so I can't, I can't really include him anymore. Uh, Matthew Stafford, another good inclusion. I think, you know, with Stafford, it just kind of seems that these past couple seasons, he's, he's electric for the first eight to 10 weeks. And then, you know, he gets injured or, you know, teammates get hurt. Um, and I think he's definitely dealing with a bunch of little nicks and knacks right now. At least, you know, physically, I think that has definitely led to a decline in play. As somebody who starts Stafford uh, for fantasy football, you know, Stafford, Matthew, I, I do hope you get better. Um, <laughs> before, and, you know, in this, in a similar vein to the Lamar thing, um, I, I would love to throw Josh Allen in this category too, but you know, it kind of. Kind of had a stinker, an, another stinker against the uh, against the Patriots. Now, granted, you know, oh, weather, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. But I don't know. Um, and one, one other yeah, name, you know. Yeah, I played Mac Jones like crazy, though. Oh, he, you know. T- I could yeah. probably had better stats than Mac Jones in that you, game. But. You probably could have, yeah. You know, three pass attempts is uh, pretty nutty. But, hey, shit worked. Um, well, one last, uh, candidate I want to throw in your face here, Aaron Jones, or Aaron Jones, she's wrong, wrong, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, what do you, what do you think about that? Uh, he's putting up fantastic stats again this year, I mean, a very stereotypical Aaron Rodgers season, mm-hmm. he's only had, what, four interceptions on the entire year, I think, I don't know, I, I think when he missed that game, it really kind of showed Unless he really means that team, mm-hmm. politics and personality aside, he's playing good football right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the writers will ever give it to him um, <laughs> after this. I think there are too many people who are like, "Fuck that guy." Um, and you know, I'm. I. I get it. I get it. I'm not. I'm not excusing at all. Um, yeah, I. Yeah. You know, take it. Take it for what it is. Take take it all out kind of got to separate everything like yeah the dude maybe kind of sucks but <laughs> it's just kind of what it is I, I think he's playing good but i just see so many other quarterbacks putting up way better numbers than him that i i i have a hard time justifying it to be honest mm. yeah i got you um you know and and the thing is you know we're so late in the season that there's just not that many mvp front runners I don't That's know. That's why I think it's so obvious that there's two. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the two standing out. Tom Brady and Jonathan Taylor, I think, is making that much more of a uh, making that putting that much more of an emphasis on those two. One because of Jonathan Taylor is playing fantastic. It's you know it's been a while since a running backs played this good, not named Derrick Henry, and two just Tom Brady's so fucking old. The fact that he's doing this is still. I hate the guy, but I yeah, I respect it. It's so doing. yeah, it's so hard to be like even as somebody who's in division with him. You know, I'm a I'm a Saints fan for those who don't know. Um, you know, seeing the Bucks win week after week, you're like, God damn it, stop it. <laughs> oh, I'm a. I mean, that's how I was for years as a Colts fan when he was with the Patriots. It's just yeah. so frustrating. And now the Patriots and Tom Brady are both separately doing good. That's a little doubly frustrating. Yeah, it's like, oh, all right, cool, fuck you. Like, no need for that, but thank you. Thanks, Tom. Um, So moving on, who right now is your coach of the year, AJ? Mm -hmm. I still, well, 
I think the last time we did this was after the four week mark, right? I yeah, think, we. I definitely we, think I said. Cliff sorry. Kingsbury. No, no, you're good. I think I mentioned Cliff Kingsbury. They're still like the top record in the NFL right now, but I he missed some time. He only missed a game, but he they still look good without him. They look fantastic without Kyler. I think that's more of a testament to this team than it is to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think there's only one clear answer. I think it's got to be Bill Belichick. Like, when was the last time we've seen somebody do this well with a rookie quarterback? But he threw the ball three damn times last night, and they still found a way to win. And he's just he's just showing exactly why he's regarded as probably the best coach for such a long time. Yeah, yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I think it's so hard to not say that Belichick is number one because I'm not sure anyone's doing more with less right now. Um, you know, you you go down the line, you look at you know the division leaders, you know the Ravens, yeah, they're they're fine, but you know you have Lamar Jackson, who's an MV, who's an MVP. Um, you know, Chiefs. You have you have the best offense maybe ever created, uh, just over the past five years. Cowboys they weren't even doing that good beforehand. They no, they weren't. Started playing okay now. Yeah, which which honestly horrifies me. They've won five in a row, and it's like I don't know. I woke up the other day and I was like, Chiefs have won five in a row. When when the fuck did that happen? Um, well, there's someone who has a better better record, better winning streak than that. Yeah. Right. Um. I, yeah, the Tennessee's taking a shit, you know, like, like Zach, Zach Taylor has dropped down pretty significantly off this list. I think. Oh, sneak is that? I, I, I really don't think anybody's doing it. Do you, they brought, they brought this up on Bill Simmons pod this week. Do you think that they would ever give Belichick both executive of the year and coach of the year? Because I don't know, you know, in terms of executive, who's had a better offseason than Belichick. You know, you look at all the free agency signings, whether it's Matthew Judon, who I think he's third in sacks right now, defensive player of the year candidate. You know, you look at, you look at the two tight ends, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, both playing at high levels and just like very much competent pass catchers for a rookie quarterback. Um, at, you look at you look at the draft. They've had a great draft. Ramondre uh, Ramondre Stevenson, that running back, who you know Damian Harris. Shout out Damian Harris on my fantasy team as well. Um, you know he he went down with that hamstring injury, and you know it, it was you know Stevenson just came in and and just kept running with Bolden, and it was like. Oh, cool! Another just Random sufficient paid, yeah. Another sufficient running back that Bill Belichick has just unearthed. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you you hit it spot on. There's nobody who's really doing as much, and these guys continue to do it. It was a slow burn. Like they took one bad year, and they were able to kind of restructure what they were doing, and with while keeping mm-hmm. a lot of their same players, they got rid of Stephon Gilmore, like. Yeah, they got a six-round pick for him, I think, but they were it was better than nothing what they were going to get, and their defense has probably looked better with him gone. Yeah, and I, I haven't heard Stefan Gilmore's name all year. Yeah, the fact that we're having this conversation, I think, really shows how damn good Bill Belichick is and why yeah. he'll be the front runner. I don't know if he'll win both. I mean, that's kind of the same as, like, 
offensive player of the year and MVP. Like theoretically, yeah, I could probably be the same person, but I don't know if they'll ever, yeah, they'll right. ever let that happen. It should. Yeah. So it'll probably, I don't know if, it'll, if it will. Um, one name I'm going to throw at you. And I, this is just, this is just funhouse stuff. Um, Brian Flores, Miami Dolphins have very, very quietly won five in a row. Um, not saying, you know, he's going to get it over Belichick, but just something interesting to watch. I, when the Dolphins were playing so bad, I was so surprised. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I had them as one of my favorite non-contenders when we did our first recording. So it's, you know, it's, it's nice to see them uh, getting their shit off. Yeah, I mean, spot on. He's played. He's. I mean, that that team is like surprisingly doing well. I think once they just like once the trade deadline passed, they got past all of the uh, Deshaun Watson bullshit, right? I think it mm-hmm. really made a big difference for this team. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to see them play well because I was. It was they were such a disappointment from last year. So I think it's, yeah, I'm stoked to see it. I, I, I mean, I don't know if I think they've done enough to put him in the conversation. Maybe if they find a way to make the playoffs, not necessarily win a playoff game, but just get there after how they started. I can see it. Yeah. No, the thing is though, <clears throat> if you look at the AFC um, as a conference, so the Dolphins have won five in a row. They're six and seven. And they're thirteenth in the conference. Thirteenth. Yeah. That's yeah, insane. The AFC is a mess right now. There's such a. There's such a. It's so jumbled right there. Like there's nothing. There's way too much going on. It's gonna be strange. It's gonna. It's, I mean, exactly like last year. It came down to Miami was one of the teams that was so unfortunate. It came down to like four or five different teams for maybe three or four different teams, whatever it was for those last few wild card spots. Yeah, the Dolphins were one of the unlucky teams that that missed out on that, but it's just, I mean, it just shows you how crazy it is surprisingly in the AFC, but if they find a way somehow to keep winning, keep putting stuff together like that, I could, I could see it. I could see his name being thrown around. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, we, we last time we said, um, <laughs> we threw, we threw Sean McDermott, in there and i think after last night's um you know blizzard watch game i i think that's taking him out of the mix um he was taken out of the mix after they lost to jack on for me yeah, yep nope that's fair too um we we had talked about um the steelers but i'm i'm good on that we had talked about the washington football team which another team one four in a row, six and six in the mix. You know, I I don't think, I don't think Rivera will win it over Belichick, but it's certainly an interesting thought. Um, you know, we had talked about John Gruden. Ha, ha! What a joke. Um, yeah, we yeah, because the Raiders were like three and zero, oh, three and one at this time, and they had beaten the Chiefs. Oof, that's important. Yeah, that we did. Yeah, right. Um, we, we also, we threw in, we threw in Brandon Staley. Um, we threw in Mike McCarthy. I, I sadly had Matt rule. Um, that, that doesn't look so good, but (laughs) jeez, I know it feels like we just filmed this episode and these predictions were very airtight, but not so much. No, no, they're not. Yeah. Lots changed. Just real quick. This is, this is completely down a rabbit hole. Um, 
The Panthers just fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. And not only is the timing weird because they did it the Sunday, like Sunday night after a bye, which was like, what the hell? But I also think he never had a chance. You look at his quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, Sam Darnold. Like, you really think he had a he had a chance to implement a good offense with those quarterbacks? No. So I don't know. I was I saw that and I was I was a little confused. So I I maybe think he was sniffing around for maybe a college job and you know somehow was found out. Um that's just that is my theory. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Um defensive player of the year. I think there's like for me, there's really only two right now. Um, what about you? What do you got? I, I definitely have three. I'd like to hear your two first. Uh, you know, I think to not include Diggs is just a crime. Um, you know, he was he was catching ducks from Taysom Hill. Shout out Taysom Hill, except not really. Um, and I, I think, you know... For me, I had a moment where they showed this graphic and it was like most interceptions for Cowboys through X amount of games. There's a lot of Cowboys that have like close or at or above 10, which is, I don't know, kind of jarring to me because, you know, I think Xavier and Howard last year had like eight interceptions. And I was like, yeah. whoa, that's insane. That is like man balled the out. fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. And now Diggs has an opportunity to like, I mean, realistically, he could get to 12 picks. And I, I think, I, I don't know. For me, Diggs is number one. And number two is TJ Watt. Um, you know, when the Steelers were missing him, the, the line plays completely differently. Uh, I have the Steelers in fantasy, so I, you know, I've, I've been witness to that. But he's just a different, different type of player. And there's stuff that'll come up, not in the score sheet, that's still just incredible. Like when the Ravens were driving down, you know, he forced a fumble and that sort of made the Ravens kind of stop, pause and have to recalibrate. And I was just like, yo, little stuff like that where he just gets the ball out and just interrupts a drive. I don't know. For me... It's it's so hard not to say Diggs because of his interception numbers, but TJ Watt, I I think I think TJ Watt is more valuable than Diggs. To be honest with you, yeah, he definitely. I mean, this, this game definitely saw it. That yeah, the team took a huge dip overall. Um, that's interesting. I still I don't even know if I did the first time. I might. I don't. I still at this point don't have. Stephon, I mean Trayvon Diggs in my in my top three. I definitely agree. You gotta oh, wow. you gotta include the guy. Those those numbers are ridiculous. Like to get nine picks this this far, nine picks in any season, nine picks in the span of two seasons is pretty crazy. But to get yeah. you know this this far in the season, it's awesome. But what's one of the things you hear the most? This guy gets burned a lot. I've seen him get burned. A Cowboys defense get burned a lot. That game against New England. Mm-hmm. I don't recall if it was before or after our last podcast. 
I mean, it's just very simple. Like, he had a pick six the very next play. He gave up, what, a 40, 50, 60-yard touchdown? Yeah. No, it's 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 definitely it's up and down. It's happened a lot this year, and it's, it's noticeable. That's the only reason why I probably don't think I would put him on the list. I got the top three right now, and I, I think my first two are tied. And I have a hard time saying this without being biased, but I'm going to justify it. First and foremost, I think Darius Leonard should be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, T.J. Watt. Those are my top two. I, I think Matthew Judon should be there as well. He's my third. What he's done is pretty impressive. I, I did mention Matthew Judon as a defensive yeah. player of the year ca- uh, candidate earlier in the pod. And and they, the voters love to give defensive player of the year to an edge player. They yeah. love doing that. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. But, you know, and yeah, you still have, like, T.J. Watt has more sacks than last games. You have Miles Garrett who has more sacks than Matthew Judon. But what Matthew Judon has done... You got to if you look at the overall context, I find very important, very impressive. Um, I don't think anybody thought, even two years ago when he got franchised, I thought that was maybe just a, maybe just a, a one-off season that he had when you know two years ago when he put up, I don't even know how many sacks, it was double digits with the Ravens, and then played well again last year, got a huge contract, and he's playing well on his number one defense in the NFL. I think you got to take that into account. T.J. Watt, I mean, you pretty much touched on everything that I would have said. This guy's balling out. He has 16 sacks in how many games? He's missed two games this season. He makes a huge difference for that for that Pittsburgh team. Because they don't really have much edge presence without him. They got a lot of interior pressure, but not I mean, nothing really opposite of him. Melvin Ingram didn't work out. So he, he definitely makes a difference. I think he has a chance to surpass his brother if he can stay on the field a little bit more. Um Darius Leonard, I mean, what do you think about this guy? He has the most takeaways out of any player in the NFL, more than Diggs. He's got 10 total. This guy has just been all over the field, and he's not even playing 100%. Right? He's got three force fumbles. He's got uh, five force fumbles, excuse me, two interceptions and, and three recoveries. This guy is just playing ridiculously out of his mind right now. He's always somehow around the ball. Yeah, so my theory on Darius Leonard is – if he was on the Packers or the 49ers, he would be the odds on favorite for defensive player of the year. Um, yeah. I, yeah, that's fair. That's the, fair to say. The only, the only other reason that he is not, well, not even the only other reason, but the only reason that he's not getting this hype is because nobody's watching, you know? And I, and I, don't, I think Hard Knocks, I don't know. Have you been watching Hard Knocks in season? No. At all? Mm. I think that's definitely a, it was a good strategy by the Colts to kind of bring a little bit more eyes to the team. But I, I agree, like that's what sucks because I mean this is years on years and years and years in a row where this guy's not getting nods to the Pro Bowl. He's been a first team All Pro. I think two out of the three years that he's been in the NFL, if not first team, definitely second team. He's barely getting Pro Bowl nods. It's just that's just how it goes. So I think there's a very slim chance that he would ever get the defensive player of the year award, despite how well he's playing. I mean this, I mean this, you know, Darius, if you ever hear this, I mean this in the kindest way possible. You are a menace. You are a menace. I mean, and, right. and just like, I don't even know how to even quantify it because you know, you can you can look at the numbers for this year. You know, again, like you said, two picks. Um, you know, handful of pass deflections, five force fumbles. Like, 
Those are, those are insane numbers. And, you know, he doesn't have a sack this year. Oh, oh no. Oh, well. But he's he's close to 100 tackles. You know, he's he's got some TFLs. I I don't know. I think... He's doing it all on a bum ankle. All yeah. He's had ankle surgery midseason or right before the season happened. He's banged up and he's still playing that well. But I, I agree. Like, it's just not enough eyes on it for it to happen. And like yeah. you said too, it's an, it's kind of like same thing with like the MVP is turning into just an edge rusher. Yeah, no, seriously. Oh, you had the lead in sacks, defensive player of the year. Yep. It's kinda how it goes. Which like, I'm not gonna lie. When it when Aaron Donald was winning it, it was like, oh I mean, yeah, it's Aaron Donald. That was different. <laughs> you know. Um Yeah, that's acceptable. That was justified. Yeah, because Aaron Donald is a nightmare. Uh you got any others for defensive player of the year? Those are my those are my three. Yeah, I it's it sort of for me it's the same thing with um sort of the same thing with MVP and that, you know, we we had a we had a handful and now it's really dwindled. I mean I guess that's just how it goes, but I think I remember I th- actually I think my lead on favorite or my hands on favorite was Vita Vea. If I remember correctly, and he's still playing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just a little time, and you saw the difference that that defense had was stopping the run. Y'all, y'all knocked his tooth out. Knocked his tooth out, and he was just laughing and still playing through it. I think he's still playing phenomenal. I think he could. I think it'd be very hard for him to to win it. The fact that I even just forgot that I mentioned him, I think that's just kind of further proves why it'll. I yeah. Mean, he's same, roughly, not really, kind of the same position as as Aaron Donald, but they do totally different things. I, I think it'd be. Very hard for him to get a get a nod. Yeah, for sure. He's he's much closer to like in terms of what he does, like a a supercharged Leonard Williams. I feel like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Before we had we had Miles Garrett. Like yeah, definitely definitely deserving. But I don't know. Cleveland Cleveland is so weird this year, and I know Baker's dealing with a lot of injuries. But Cleveland is so weird this year. I I don't know what to think of Cleveland. Anyway, uh, we we had Von Miller, lol. Javon Hargrave, all right, fine. Max Crosby, all right, fine. But <laughs> Max you know, Crosby actually should. I, I think he should actually be up there as well. I think he's not getting the sack, so that might take some eyes off of it. But the amount of pressures that guy and hurries he's getting by himself. I mean, and he's and he's getting double teamed. He's getting double teamed. He's getting held. I think there was a, yeah. one of the plays that happened this past weekend. They were grabbing him by the face, and he still somehow found a way to break through, only to get called for roughing the passer. <laughs> to see it. If that's not the modern state of the NFL. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, you got any other shout-outs before we move on to Offensive Player of the Year? Let's go. Let's move on. All right, bet. Um, so, oh boy, you know, I think... It, the quarterbacks we mentioned, I think it's easy. You know, if Brady somehow doesn't win uh, MVP, I think it would be ridiculous to not have him in um, mm-hmm. Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Derrick Henry, before he got injured, was killing it. Um, you know, I think... But really, I think right now, number one is probably Cooper Cup. For me. Okay. For me, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm definitely biased on my fantasy team. But he... I don't know. He just he and Matthew Stafford just seem to have really, really gelled. And it's really cool to see because they seem to use his skills of like 
like he's not he's not a burner, but his like his his agility is really impressive, I'll say. In that, yeah. you know, he makes these really quick cuts. He makes he's he's a fantastic route runner. Um and his route tree is also really, really diverse. And I think that has just really helped um Matthew Stafford just sort of get into the McVay offense. Who who's your number one right now? My number one is Cooper Cup. I think it's kind mm. of the same thing where typically it seems like the runoff is whoever misses whoever just misses out on the MVP vote. And so since there's a good chance that that MVP vote is going to go to a quarterback like Tom Brady, if if that happens, Jonathan Taylor's got to be the front runner for mm. what he's putting up. But ideally, I mean, because Cooper Cup's not going to be in the MVP conversation. No, just of no, 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 no. He's playing. No. He, dude, he's playing his. He's playing his ass off. I really like watching that guy play, and like he's just leading everybody by so much in, in the categories. I mean, I guess Justin Jefferson's kind of catching him now. He kind of those two are kind of pushing their way up. I think he's for sure got to be the odds-on favorite. I don't particularly see a quarterback winning it. Then again, it could same thing for what I said about Jonathan Taylor if it flip flops and Brady. Um, on Fanduel, he's actually I I literally just looked it up. He is actually not the odds-on favorite. Cooper Cup isn't. Cooper Cup is not. Who is? Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. You're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be annoyed. I'm not gonna lie. Well, not not annoyed. You're gonna be annoyed that you didn't get it. Who is it? It's a good man. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Plus, like I said, it's probably because his, his odds to win MVP aren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, yeah, I see that. It'll probably happen. I, yeah, his. I mean, he's been he's been a menace, and you know, there always needs to be like that one game where you point in there and you're like, oh, this is you know when they pop the fuck off, and you know he has a five touchdown game, so I think. I think you're pretty. I think he's actually pretty set. You know, you. Yeah. I'd be. I'd be happy. Don't get me wrong, but I'm. I'm mm-hmm. hoping for more. Hoping he pushes somehow, pushes through, and like, gets gets the award above that because I, I definitely think he's. I think he's by far the best offensive player in the league right now, and I think mm-hmm. he's kind of, at times, shown he's been, in my opinion, probably the best player. Like, has the most value to his team. And a lot of times where the Colts themselves have held him back, but he's breaking records left and right. Like he passed Edwin James, uh, Marshall Falk, Eric Dickerson, and Lenny Moore. He's tied with Lenny Moore now. Like four, three, or three Hall of Fame running backs for the Colts for the most touchdowns through X amount of games. And Pretty good. Have so many games left. Like he he could realistically breach two thousand total yards, twenty plus touchdowns easily. Oh yeah. And. And that's, you know, he didn't even, wasn't even touching the ball. Like, he barely passed Derrick Henry this past week because Jonathan Taylor had 34 carries last week. He barely passed Derrick Henry for the amount of carries. And Derrick Henry's been out how many weeks? Two, three. Like, he, that guy touched the ball so much. It just goes to show you. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my pick. Jonathan Taylor, number one for Opoi. What about uh, any surprises? Any, any um, surprises? I think the fact that Debo Samuel has sort of not necessarily remained in the conversation, but the fact that he's still putting up numbers for me is really impressive. Um, I agree. That was my maybe, surprise as well. Maybe maybe not a surprise, but Justin Jefferson. Um, if if Justin Jefferson were to win Offensive Player of the Year with Kirk Cousins as his quarterback, I I mean. Okay. 
I don't even I don't even know. That's just really impressive. Just like I never I've never understood the Kirk Cousins slander. I'll I'll be honest with you. The guy's balling this year. He's playing phenomenal. For yeah, sure. I from Cousins, but the dude's putting up numbers. There's just like for me there's something in my head where I see Kirk Cousins throw for like 300 yards and you know three touchdowns and then the next week he's lining up under his guard <laughs> on 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 a goal line fourth down in like late in the fourth quarter and I'm like oh well there you go Kirk Cousins I don't know I so, something Something I relate to heavily is when it, it's like a video of Kirk Cousins at his uh, kid's gender reveal, and he like it, it was a little football that he had to throw, and the football shatters, and there's like smoke inside, and he was supposed to hit this target, and he almost misses the target, which was like two yards away. It yeah, was like somebody who's done a gender reveal, who's had one when we did it for my boy. It was you know, something simple. It's nerve wracking, man. It I'm sure. <laughs> Guys, I've seen the video. And I know exactly what you're talking. About. You know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, you got any? You got any surprises? Debo was one of mine as well. I mm-hmm. think now that he's missing some time, I don't think there's a chance he'll, he'll fall in line with it. I mean, he already has over a thousand receiving yards lining up at running back, which I think is kind of stupid. But he's actually he's putting up putting up some numbers at running back, five rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's the guy's playing impressive. Oh, speaking of surprises, uh, probably not going to win Offensive Player of the Year, but Cordell Patterson, mm-hmm. the know, the I resurrection. Think, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if he's he should be in the conversation, but I wouldn't even be upset if he won it. They finally, yeah. finally, finally, a team found a way to utilize that guy. Yeah, I remember uh, against the Saints when he was on the Bears, he had like a one hundred and nine or or like a really a really long kickoff return, and I was like. Damn, this dude can fly. You know what's what's going on? Why why is he not used? Um, he's always he's always like shown flashes anywhere he's been. Yeah, like the Bears, the Patriots, the Vikings. Like he's always had decent ability and like always had flashes, but no one ever really strictly used him. I know there's a lot of talk that he should be used now. He's being used now, like in that running back position. And like, dude, he's he's balling out. No, seriously, seriously. And again, you look at. I think you're right. You know, you look at the teams he was on, Minnesota, Oakland, um, the Patriots, the Bears, and none of these peop- none of these teams were able to like really get him going. And I don't know. It's it's cool to see even though, you know, I'm not a I'm I'm not a big Falcons guy, but for him to have a career high in touchdowns when the season's not even over yet and lining up at running back, that that that's cool. And he's getting like 15 plus carries a game. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's showing that he could do it. Yeah, he's not he's a gimmick running back. Yeah. No. Um, moving on from Offensive Player of the Year. Um, you know, we, we had this, we had this last, uh, we had this last time where we said coaches to be fired. Um, and while John Gruden resigned, yeah, I guess you could look at that for being fired, but no one's technically been fired yet. Um, yeah. And our, I think our picks besides one besides one of mine um, that I'm looking at now from then, I, I think they actually still hold up. Um, yeah. So for me, 
Pete Carroll, I think he's not number one on the chopping block, but I think this season is a disaster and you don't have your first round pick and Russ, it, Russ is, Russ is gone this off season, right? Yeah. yeah he has to be, <laughs> he has to be. Um, and, and his, his play calling is just so antiquated. Like, I, I know they just beat the 49ers and they had a really cool fake punt and I don't know, but they were dying to give that game away. I was, I was very, very closely watching that game because I had, I stupidly, I stupidly bet on Jimmy Garoppolo, which is, I, I, I need to not do that. You know, I have betting rules, like don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, watch out for the Patriots past November, blah, blah, blah. But like, this is, this is one rule I just need to incorporate in my life now. Just don't bet on Jimmy Garoppolo. Anyway, um, yeah. Who's your who's who's a who's a who's a coach you think is going to be fired? By the way, side note: we do not wish anyone loses their job. We are simply creating content. That's good. That's good. Good to preface that. I think there's one guy who's going to get fired. I don't think he's going to get fired. I think Matt Nagy's gone. Uh, he's, he's all but gone. How has he, he not been fired yet? You know, here's the weird thing. I have like my own personal conspiracy that there because there was the whole report that he was going to get fired mm-hmm. after the Thanksgiving game, which mm-hmm. that, that report was weird in general. Like, who announces, "Hey, you're going to get fired after the this game?" And I think that kind of brought up a, like huge shitstorm. And I really think they kind of backtracked because it was just it was, it was just weird. And then they won that game. Granted, they beat Detroit. <laughs> I, I think they kind of backtracked a little bit, but. I just don't, I don't I don't know. I think he's very he stunted the growth of that team so poorly. And oh my they, god. They have a little bit of hope with Justin I mean with yeah, with Justin Fields. But I mean t- t- just the, the whole kerfuffle with all their quarterbacks last year. Um the fact that Nick Foles is still on that roster as a third stringer and they brought <laughs> in Andy Dalton and, and left him, you know, immediately branded him QB one. And it just hasn't turned out. I just you know, they, they fumbled Allen Robinson the last two, three years. It's just not a good situation. He's he's 100% not going to make it. Yeah, I I really think the Bears needed just, maybe not the roster, but at least, you know, on the management and the coaching side of things, they really need a clean house. You know, everybody, everyone. Like Ryan Pace should have been fired three years ago. For you know, once it was clear that Mitchell Trubisky was dog water, and Deshaun Watson and you know Patrick Mahomes were literally the next generation of quarterbacks. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know how he stayed along. You know the McCagskies. I, I don't know. They must. They must have photos or emails or some shit like that. I mean, uh, no, I, I think every now and then that that trade alone to get Mr. Trubisky was one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> like the fact that they traded up one, one slot <laughs> that made no sense to me. It never made sense to me. So no. I, that, that I don't know. No, it's seriously like that is a historic all time fuck up in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, moving cool. on. And, and um, the 49ers also fucked up the pick that they got after that. So, to be that's fair. true. What did they, they they took um, Solomon Thomas. Huh. 
He's not playing bad now, but he's oh. not playing for the 49ers. No, but, you know, I think if you were to ask some Niners fans, would you rather have Deshaun Watson or Jimmy Garoppolo? I think there'd be a pretty easy answer. Well, maybe not this season. I don't know. Um, yeah, hindsight. Uh, com- coming back, um, Mike Zimmer, you know, I I know I have pooped on Kirk Cousins today, but like, and I know this has already been picked apart by the national media and all that, but if you go back and you watch that final drive for Detroit and the way they defended them, which was like, okay, we're going to go prevent and then we're kind of just going to shit ourselves. (laughs) Like, and you know this isn't you're you're not going against Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. This is Jared Goff. I I couldn't tell you a receiver on Detroit besides Josh Reynolds. Can you? I'm on Ross and Brown. You did. You you're right. You're right. You're right. And you know there's also um, there's the Hawk. Can't forget about the Hawk, T.J. Hawkinson, ninth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Love how that's turned out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Mike Zimmer. Yeah, they're banged up, but with that offense, I I think the Vikings should be a lot better. Um, I think he's maybe lost part of the locker room, and I think game plan wise, he's he's fallen off. You know, I used to think Mike Zimmer was a great coach. And, you know, maybe he still is, but. I just I I think this this Viking thing is is rode on for far too long. Yeah, the team just really hasn't progressed. I you know because how long has Mike Zimmer been there? Was 2014, 15? Um, along, along those lines, I'd have to look into it. I whatever the year had, was when they like missed that uh, PA. Well, it wasn't a PAT, but the really short field goal against Seattle. Doink, or not the double doink. It was a. Uh, uh, missed it. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the guy's name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Not yeah. Dan Bailey. Um, no, Dan Bailey came in after the fact. Oh, it's gonna bother me. I'm, I, I got you. I got you. Look, I'll look it up. You, 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 you tell me. Uh, you tell me what your opinions are on that. Yeah. No, anyway, you know he's been there long enough. This team has only made the playoffs a handful of times. That roster is really kind of. It's not bad. Like they should be way better than they are. They're just not like they're they're underwhelming for far too long. I think he he's a fantastic defensive coordinator, but I, I just don't. Yeah, I agree. I think I think after this year, it's going to be time to move on. To kind of circle back to what you first said, I think there's honestly I don't think there's any way in hell that Pete Carroll's going anywhere. Oh no, he he has a his his contract is um his contract is through twenty twenty five. Yeah, he's he's stuck there. Yeah, and, you know, despite how dumb that is, he's he's stuck there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I I don't know if any coach has rode longer on a Super Bowl win than Pete Carroll. <laughs> maybe like I, I you know maybe you could, you could that. you could throw like Sean Payton into that mix maybe, but Sean Payton is still getting it done. Sans these last three or these last five weeks. Um, I mean, also, this is the first losing season that the, 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 the Seahawks have had. Though. Granted, they're not constantly like being fantastic anymore, like they were back in 2013, 2014. But I mean, they're still playing. They're still playing pretty decent. Like they, they. This is the first year that they've been 
dog shit there. I think they're yeah. pretty bad with their, their pick management, whether they're trading picks away or they're Oh, the Jamal Adams trade. Jesus Christ. You got his first pick. Had to give him some credit for that. Mm. Mm. But I, I just, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely not gone the way that they needed to. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, the dude's 70 years old. He's got another five years on his contract for four years, I guess. He's, he's stuck there for a while. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, and Blair Walsh. That was uh, Blair That was Walsh. the kicker. Yeah, I I stupidly typed in Vikings kicker missed field goal, and I was like, no, I need to type in versus Seahawks. I'm gonna I'm gonna get too many results. Um, another another coach I had, but I probably don't agree with anymore. Um, I said Arthur Smith. Um, I just thought the Falcons looked really really terrible those first four weeks, but they still don't. They still don't look great, but... Uh, yeah, they don't look great, but they've had some interesting wins, and they're, like, they seem to always be within, like, two scores. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm taking him off my chopping block, I'll say. Yeah, I agree. And it's maybe it's just, like, a personal thing, because I know it happens, but I think if a, I think if a coach... You got to give him... You gotta, I think you give him two and a half, three years minimum mm. to let them flip it around. Yeah. I think if, I think if you... Fire a coach after one year, you're really gonna get into like a horrible cycle of just not finding no, yeah, anybody, yeah, anybody consistent, and you'll really fuck up your team. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw two more names at you. Let me know what you think. Um, Joe Judge and Vic Vangio. What are your thoughts? Joe Judge is gone. Uh, actually, no, both, <laughs> of both of them are gone. I, I mean, the coaches get fired. I think McVangio is so so out of touch. Like the the Broncos, like the, the shit that they're doing, they're playing okay despite not having a great quarterback. They're, you know, they're they're putting up these numbers that like I, I forgot what the exact stat was, and I wish I had it in front of me. But they were the twenty eighth team to do it this year, whatever the stat was. Mm. You're just gonna have to believe me because I don't have the full stat in front of me. But they were the twenty eighth team to do it this year, and all other twenty seven teams won their games. And I wish I had the fucking stat in front of me, but just believe me. You have to no, I got you. Imagination. And just good to show, like, how bad been. Like, I, I used to think Pat Shermer could have been good, and, and I think he had a shit tenure with the Browns, and I think he could have been okay with the Giants. That was not right. He should not be calling offensive plays. Like, they're horrible, horrible <laughs> offenses. No. They're squandering their defensive potential right now. I think he's gone. He's He's way past his prime. He's one of the older coaches in the NFL. I think he went a very long time without getting any head coaching options again because of that. He's gone. Uh, Joe Judge, he's gone too. That that New York team's got to be gutted as well. Daniel Jones, Saquon, they're all gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you look at you look at Dave Gettleman and the moves he's made, whether it's been through the draft uh, trading OBJ, whatever, that has not worked out in the slightest. And the Giants have been ter- like, like truly terrible for what feels like the past five years. Horrible, horrible, yeah, horrible. It's it's yeah, it's not good. I think that both those teams are not going to be headed in a good no good way direction. No way. You know. It kind of sucks that 
we have to include Vic Vanjo because the Broncos are 500. Like, yeah, but I, I genuinely <sighs> think that they would have been, they'd be better off without. Oh, I completely agree with you. It's just, it's so weird. It's so, so weird. And you kind of got to wonder, like, what would this team look like if they took, you know, Mac Jones instead of Sertan? Like, what does or, this team look like? Did they not? Or Justin Fields? They had a chance to get Justin Fields. I mean, they, they, they had a chance to get Fields, yeah. Patrick Sertan has been great. He knows. He's 100% been fantastic. I don't even think quarterbacks are the biggest issue. I think they could get by if they if they had a better I, – I think a better play calling. I mean, I know they're dealing with some injuries up front. But, like, their running game has been surprisingly okay. Javante Williams – Oh, a beast. Fantasy-wise, he's a great, menace. Yeah, they have a fucking great trio. I just think, I don't know, it's weird. Like, they, they go so long. They, you know, they took them so long to score any points in the first half. And Banjo just came out and said, well, sometimes teams just don't score in the first half. Like, no, <laughs> asshole, that's just you. Dog, like, come on now. I think he's out of touch. He's an older, an older coach, too, and I think – the tide is like somewhat starting to turn. The trend, at least, is going towards mm. the younger guys because I think it's just, I think it just kind of, kind of shows that that's what connects a little bit more. Mm. So I'm pissed. I can't find that stat. No, it's all good. The Broncos. Um, moving on from coaches to be departed. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, so last time we had fakest three and one teams. Um, and I said Bengals and Broncos. Now, ah, tough to say if those teams were necessarily fake because the Bengals are 7-5 and five and in the playoffs, but, you know, you look at a game like this past weekend where they're going against, you know, a sort of similar talent level, and they shrink. Um, and you know, I know Burrow had a pinky injury, so, you know, whatever. But... You know, and, and it's, it's already over. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. It's just it's very interesting to me that I viewed these teams as fake, and you know, while their record will say one thing, I'm still sus of them, for sure. Yeah, the Bengals they had a weird little stretch. Like, like Jamar Chase has really dropped off. I know he's still pushing a thousand yards, but. I mean, that interception, that dropped pass that led to an interception was horrible. That he, was like, batted bad. it up. That was an 80-yard touchdown. Oh, my God. So, that was that was bad. Oh, um, but, you know, the Bengals, they, they're, they're a weird team right now. They're so weird. They got their asses kicked to them, but then just before that, they kicked the Steelers' asses. They kicked yeah. the Steelers' asses. And they got their asses kicked by the Browns. I, they're, they're not consistent. I don't know if they're fake. I just don't think that they're good enough to hang. I think mm. they have a good chance of making the playoffs, but I, I don't really see them having the ability to do much with it. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Um, yeah. And uh, in, in a similar category, um, favorite non-contenders for any reason. I This is funny because this has actually stayed consistent. Uh, Dolphins, Jags, Saints, and Jets. All teams. Not necessarily contenders, but still kind of fun to watch. Um, I I really do like watching the Dolphins, and they're they're kind of pushing their way up there. The Saints, yeah, I, I I've been 
I like the I like seeing the variety of quarterbacks. I guess I'll leave it there. I I, I mean, guys come through. And you know my. My my dear dear Saints, um, we haven't we haven't won a game since uh, since Halloween, uh, ever since James. That was the that was the Tampa game when they when they like when they like oh that was I was so excited, um, and and you know we haven't haven't won a game since lost five in a row. Granted, we have been injured to hell and back. Uh, you know our only. Our only wideout who can be considered a threat, Deontay Harris, just got suspended three games for a DUI this last summer, and our our defensive captain Cam Jordan just went on the COVID list. So it's not going to get much easier. And sadly, they are visiting the New York Jets this weekend, and my dumbass is going to sit in the cold and watch my team be embarrassing. Um, no, 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 no. If you're going to go to a game, that's probably. That's your best chance. That's your best spot to go to, to be honest with you. Oh, I, I'm w- well, well aware. But I have no expectations going into this. That's, a good, um, that's, that's good. Yeah. we <laughs> Before before we wrap up, you got, any, you got anything else you want to throw in there? No, man. I just, I just it's, it's hard to kind of predict. I, I'm still... I haven't revisited our podcast since we did it, so I'm still pretty surprised by how much stuff has changed. It's been one of the weirdest seasons where teams can pop off and flip and lose to shitty teams in a long time. As long as I can remember, um, it's been fun, though. It's really been yeah, fun it, it's season, so. definitely been a fun season. Um, do you possibly have a pick that you want to throw on for next week that's your favorite? Ooh, I have to look at it. I do the Survivor League. I got knocked out a couple of years mm. ago. You literally only pick one one team a week to win it. And then you can buy back in until week 10. And I, I picked the Ravens before Lamar got six. So I was so stressed about that game. And then I picked Philly against, against the Giants. So super stressed. But I, I'll make the I'll oh. game. If I'm still in it, like one lock for next week. Yeah. Jesus, I don't even know. <laughs> These guys right. have been hard. I guess I'd lock in. I'd probably lock in the Broncos or the Packers. Actually, both solid picks. Yeah, Packers against the Bears. That's that's the easy pick. Um, and Both what? Yeah, Broncos. Broncos. They're who are they playing? They're playing the uh, Jags, Detroit. right? Oh, they're playing Detroit. Pfft, might as well be playing the Jags. Huh. Um, for me personally, Chiefs. Um, they're nine and a half point favorites over the Raiders. Run that shit up. I'm giving that out for free, as our uh, as national media would say. I'm giving this one out. Um, I, I, I just, I, I Patrick I Mahomes, yo. Yeah. I don't bet on division games. I try. That's what you have your little you know rules. That's what oh, I when I do locks, that's I a, try not to do division games. That's that's a good one. I might have to incorporate that depending on how this goes. Cause you never know. You know yeah, I mean? like it's so division games are so games weird. Are so weird. I want to revisit this. I have a feeling like the, the, uh, said, uh, the Oakland Raiders at the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> could have a decent game. What's the spread on that? Nine and a uh, half. Nine, nine and a half. Hold on. If we're going against the spread, I think I'd probably honestly pick. I might pick the Raiders. The Bears? No, the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Oh, wow. Our, hey, you know what? Something to talk about then. All right. We'll revisit this. Sounds good. Um, one last point. I think it is hilarious that Derrick Henry is injured. 
The Titans wideouts are injured to hell. Ryan Tannehill seems to be in gase, uh, gase mode, and they are still nine and a half point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're gonna lose that game too. Mark my words. Oh shit! You heard it here, folks. Just Not even against the Foles, just straight. I, I might, I might take your advice and uh, put a little, sprinkle a little money line on that. Dude, they've just been so bad. They lost to Houston a couple weeks ago. They're not a good team. They're not a good team, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna love to see them lose to Jacksonville. That, that will be very entertaining. Anyway, we got to get out of here. But AJ, thank you so, so much for joining me today. Um, we'll, we'll, I think we'll probably do this once more before Wildcard Weekend, just so we can reestablish, and then we'll figure it out from there. Sounds good, Colin. Appreciate you having me, man. Appreciate you, man. You enjoy uh, your week. Yeah. I don't know what to say there. (laughs) And that has been this episode of the Plan C Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're not already, make sure you're following on Instagram, following on Twitter. Hit us up there if you have any questions. If you want some stickers, hit us up. We're there. Make sure you're following us on Spotify. Make sure you're following us on Apple, on YouTube. You're subscribed. We stream there every Friday. We have all our podcasts go there. And hope you're staying safe. And have a good holiday. Peace, guys.